Claudia. You've been a very, very naughty little girl. Welcome to Cruising It, the podcast where we watch and discuss all of Tom Cruise's films in chronological order. I'm your host, Donovan Bruce, and with me, as always, is Andrew Mount. You dress me like a doll. You make my hair like a doll. Why? You want me to be a doll forever? And Mason Kuzmich. Enchanté. And on today's episode, we have a special guest, our resident horror expert, Aaron Lettry. How are you, Aaron? I'm good. I'm tired. I like horror. Yes. Yay. Uh, on today's episode, we are talking about Interview with the Vampire, a story in which a vampire tells his life story to a San Francisco reporter. What'd you guys think? It was good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Is is the uh, is the uh, the gay romance between Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise that I've always wanted? <laughs> there was a trivia section that listed this as an LGBT movie, and I'm like. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there, there. Gay especially in the books. They're all very gay in the books. Yes. And a lot of that is on screen. Well, they just... Especially for a 90s movie. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're not it's, not... it's not necessarily that they're gay, I guess. It, it's... Because I've read the first three books in the series. It's more like... Bisexual. It's more like when you turn someone into a vampire, that's like a really intimate moment. So there's like some sexual tension between them. Because Lestat and his mom have that in Yeah, Lestat was also banging dudes before he turned into a vampire. If well, that vampire wiki was correct. <laughs> I guess it's, you know, it could be bisexual pants. I don't know, whatever. And anyway, there's a, a lot of, a lot a of little, queerness going on A little here. incest with him and his mom. Yeah. A little sexual tension between him and his mom, which is a little weird. But, you know, whatever. And a uh, vampire is a long-standing... Um, I don't know, symbol of sexual deviation in literature and film. Yes. Tom Cruise is Brad Pitt's daddy. Vampire yeah. daddy. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, all of our vampire daddies. Yeah. 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 About it. Tom Cruise be my vampire daddy. He wants to suck your blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. On that note, let's get into our discussion of Interview with the Vampire. In modern-day San Francisco, reporter Daniel Malloy interviews Louis de Pointe de Lac, who claims to be a vampire. Louis describes his human life as a wealthy plantation owner in 1791 Spanish Louisiana. Despondent following the death of his wife and infant child, one night he is attacked by the vampire Lestat de Lioncourt while drunkenly wandering the waterfront of New Orleans. Lestat senses Louis's dissatisfaction with life and offers to turn him into a vampire, which Louis accepts. However, he quickly comes to regret it. While Lestat reveal, revels in the hunt and killing of humans, Louis resists killing them, drinking animal blood to sustain, sustain himself. He is disgusted by Lestat's pleasure in killing and comes to suffer tremendously as a vampire. 
I just want to say at the beginning here that uh, this reminds me of Tuck Everlasting, where everybody throughout the whole story is whining <laughs> about being immortal, and they're all stupid. It would be fucking awesome to be a vampire. <laughs> I do not understand Louis's problem in this. You have okay. to kill people, it seems though. Great. You have to kill people, and he doesn't want well, to kill okay. people. Well, okay. Everybody has to kill people. You know? <laughs> well, also, also, we all buy clothes that were made in sweatshops <laughs> and kill people, so we're all vampires. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Well, well, we went well, there. That's a take. I mean, it is a <laughs> yeah, take. Is it, yeah, this is all, this is a vegan allegory. Louis is a vegan, so he's suffering through life. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas the sad is like, suffering eat these needlessly. burgers, they're delicious. He's suffering <laughs> needlessly. Who cares where they come from? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't have to actually kill these people, though, right? Like, you could just drink some blood, go on your way. I mean, it sure seems like it sucks, though, doesn't it? Ha, huh. sucks. I mean, vampires. Brad Pitt's character doesn't seem happy oh, throughout this well, movie. Well, no, I mean, like, even if you're drinking people blood, you don't necessarily have to drink all the people blood. Oh, you mean right? stop before their yeah. heart stops and well, then hope that they don't freak out on you and the first lose their time, ship. The yeah. first time Lestat uh, listen, drank yeah. from Louis, he didn't kill him. Yeah. There were clearly some, some women who were turned on by just the general concepts. Maybe if you do it the right way, it just becomes a, a kink and not, you know, uh, burn this thing alive. Yeah, you could get some get some thralls to just like being around you, and you just could just kind of drink their blood every so often. Yeah, but it's more fun yeah. to just kill them. It seems like it's really <laughs> hard not to kill them. You know, yeah. Yeah. it was it was an exertion the one time that Louis tried not to, and then Tom well, Cruise just killed her anyway. I mean, they they talk right. they talk about this more in the book about how like one of the biggest rules is keeping the secret. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard it's to secret. feed on somebody and let them live and keep that secret. So the first rule of Vampire Club is not to talk about <laughs> Vampire Club. I mean, it's not the second rule of Vampire Club. Do not talk about Vampire Club. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're not wrong. Isn't that like a big trope in most vampire books? It's, yeah. You can't reveal that you're, that vampires exist? I guess, but yeah. just just thinking about that, though, that rule just makes things so much harder. Well, like, hey, listen, we just need to, we need some blood to live. Send us some blood bags and we won't murder people in the streets. There you go. Maybe you could offer... Hold the world hostage. You could, like, start a blood market. Yeah. You could create some kind of like <laughs> vampire service that you can provide to people. Yeah. Oh, it's look. Then it's just going to turn like, into daybreakers. Well, hang on. Back then, people believed in leeching, right? <gasps> oh my god! You could you could just be doctors. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I hate you guys so much. Uh, there there are some differences here between the book. Um, I don't think he actually had a wife in the book. I know he was. He was. The depression that he went in before he turned into a vampire was because his brother died. Mm-hmm. It's like his brother had started, like, uh, was really religious and wanted to be a priest or whatever and started hearing God's voice and everything. And basically he's like, yeah, you're not hearing God's voice. You're fucking crazy. And they basically got into a screaming match. And then his brother, like, went to the top of, sta- top of the stairs and just stood there for a minute and then just fell down the stairs. Like, like looked upwards and just kind of fell down and basically broke his neck on the way down. Oh, so, so Louis, uh, Louis' godless godlessness killed his brother. I guess. I uh, that's that's what I'm getting out of what you just told us. Sure. How did his wife die in the movie again? Childbirth. Was it his fault? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And the child also died. Man, that's a bummer. Yeah. That's why he was all. Oh, I don't want to live. I'm super emo. Yeah. No, I like that change though. It sets Louis up a lot better for like wanting to have a kid. Mm-hmm. You understand why that's like a. Yeah, a thing for him, even when it's clearly a bad idea, as it's happening. A horrible idea. <laughs> I don't see what's wrong with it. 
Oh, uh, it's also a lot worse in the book because I think Claudia in the book was five. Ooh. Not 12. Ooh. So. Ooh. Little, little child. I mean, I, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll get to it in a bit, but, like, she would have been dead from the plague anyway. I mean, yes, but. I mean, maybe you could have just, like, picked her up and, like, taken her to somebody and been like, yeah. Blah, here's a child. I'm a vampire, but I'm not going to kill her. Goodbye. Sure. And maybe they would have yeah. adopted her. Who knows? No. Her plague riddled body. I just I just sucked the plague out. Oh a yeah, bit. did she have and the plague already? She was hugging her mom who was dead from the plague. Yeah, so she probably sure. had the plague. But maybe I'm she was I'm pretty sure it was coming. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was coming. We keep saying okay. the plague. Yeah. But it's not yeah, it's, it's the not plague. it's not the plague cuz the they're plague. not in Europe. Well, it's the plague. It's still like I, I assume they were still talking about the bubonic plague, which well, is Yeah, but still it wasn't a disease like that, it wasn't like the big one in Europe cuz they were in fucking Louisiana. I just wanted to clarify, it's okay. not that plague, it's just a very similar plague. Yes. 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 Same disease, but yeah. not like... I also, I can't remember if he, if the book was set in Louisiana or not. It was either, I can't remember if it was set in Louisiana or if he was actually over in Europe. I can't remember, but... Louisiana's way cooler than Europe. Suck I mean, it, fair Europe. Enough. Suck it. Fair enough. Just lost all of our European listeners. <laughs> <laughs> what listeners? Andrew, What listeners? Well, they're going to get around to the podcast eventually. They're just like, it's on a different time frame. So they haven't oh, heard yeah. it yet. Oh, yeah? yeah. Okay. They haven't been here for another few weeks. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like Netflix releases. They have to use a VPN to listen to our podcast. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, wandering the streets of New Orleans amid an outbreak of plague, Louis uh, can't, or can resist his hunger no more and feeds on a little girl whose mother has died in the plague. To entice Louis to stay with him, Lestat turns the dying girl, Claudia, into a vampire. Together they raise her as a daughter. Louis has a pure love for Claudia, while Lestat treats her more as a student, training her to become a merciless killer. As 30 years pass, Claudia matures psychologically, but still remains a little girl in appearance, and she is treated as such by Lestat. When she finally realizes that she will never grow old, she is furious with Lestat and tells Louis that they should leave him. She tricks Lestat into drinking the dead blood of twin boys that she has killed by overdosing them with laudanum, and she slits his throat. With Louis's help, she dumps Lestat's body in a swamp, and the two plan a voyage to Europe. However, Lestat returns on the night of their departure, having drunk the blood of, a, of swamp creatures to survive. Lestat attacks them, but Louis sets them on fire, and in the ensuing blaze, they are able to escape to their ship and depart. This was a lot of the movie. Yeah, that was a yeah. I know we say that drunk. a lot, but we yeah. do. This actually wasn't that much of the movie. It's just this was the most exciting part of the movie, and Maybe then everything so. else yeah. kind of yeah. like... Because everything else is just Louis like, oh, I need to find more of my own. I'm so sad. Blah, 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 blah. Claudia doesn't want me anymore. Blah, blah, blah. It's just got fucking old. Yeah, Louis was And Lestat wasn't there anymore. Oh, I I still maintain he's the best character in this movie. And I would would love to hear y'all's opinions on who's better than Lestat. You're saying that like it's a hot take. Could anybody possibly disagree with that? Every time I say that, she makes a noise. Well, I just... (laughs) I like Lisette. I think Tom Cruise is good in the movie. I mean, he plays it really well. I mean, there's a lot of overacting in this film. And I was watching it and going, man, we try really hard to play these characters. The accents are terrible everywhere. <laughs> yeah. They're so bad. They're forced. They're horrible. Tom Cruise is perfect at accents, always. Uh, sure. Especially at sure. Fireway. Yeah, yeah. Especially sure. at Irish accents. <laughs> sure. He's not notoriously bad at them at all. Uh-huh. But I like Kirsten Dunst. I think she does a good job she at playing a great this job. little kid who is stuck in this body, but she's also supposed to be 
as if she's aged and she's stuck and as she a little really girl. And I thought boobs. she did a really good job as it. She at did. that character. You know what? That's that you're you're persuading me a little bit here because I felt like her experience was the most interesting to me. Like I was really yeah. bored with Louis whining about everything, but she like had a reason to be pissed yeah. off. Yeah, she just had this like I think growing her story awareness. Is much that, more fascinating. Yeah, she could never be anything but a kid. Yeah, and, I mean that is really interesting. I don't know. Maybe I just. I mean, Lestat's still great. I don't. Maybe, I, maybe it's I, hard to pick. Maybe I just enjoyed the fact that Lestat like just accepted everything, like, yeah. like accepted his life and, and just just, just went with went it and it. rolled with it. Because you know he he had plenty of reason to be all depressed and moany too. Because he kept saying, you know, he never had a choice. He right. didn't know his master. He was thrown into this all alone. He could have been all depressed and stuff, but he's like, nah, fuck it. I'm a vampire. Wow. Yeah, he kind of got the sense that he maybe had like had a period of being bumped out, but he was yeah. way past it past and it. was yeah. not patient with Louis going through the same thing. Yeah, which, you know, who knows? Maybe Louis will eventually get over his depression. Probably not. God, yeah. it seems, yeah. still seem seems like pretty fucking seem like whiny, you know, to. 158 years later, however long it's been. Yeah. Um, also, shout out to the Antonio Banderas character, though, because that guy was pretty good because Antonio Banderas is really good looking. Yes. <laughs> so I found sure. that that was my main attraction was, to the I was character about to say, name I can't remember right Armand. And Armand. I, I Armand. was about to say, I feel like he was might have been one of the worst characters. Yeah, yeah but he's really good looking. <laughs> I mean, fair mm, enough. But is he? I, did, I read something that said that they, incl- you know, that... After this, Lestat was a big fan favorite, so they started writing a lot of books from his perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Armand also was a big fan favorite for some reason, and he well, was not like active in a lot of books, but he would just kind of be like a pretty guy hanging out. Armand, I appreciate. Armand was actually really different in the books. He was Russian, and he was only seventeen. The oh, well, that so, was more interesting. Was Antonio Banderas. The I mean, I think I think the a big thing about him, or well, just vampires in general, but him especially, is that they're attractive. Okay. So he's supposed to be like a really angelic looking now because he's still young. He's, he was seventeen when he's turned, so he's still got like that kind of young look to him. How did we look get Antonio him. Banderas cast in this role? I don't know. There was a uh, there was a lot of casting choices that were that were look like even Tom Cruise's Lestat. When you read the description of Lestat, it's like that doesn't really fit. Like the only reason why it worked is because Tom Cruise is actually a decent actor, so he was able to pull it off. But yeah, no, that's not what Lestat looked like at all. Like, you know, short little Tom Cruise. He was supposed to be, like, really tall and, like, I don't know, like, and, not uh, Tom Cruise at all. Okay. <laughs> Anti-Tom Cruise. Anti-Tom Cruise. A man who's tall. He's extremely anti-Scientologist. I feel like he hates action movies. He's not charismatic at all. Very uncharismatic. I feel like Brad Pitt is almost a better, like, appearance-wise Lestat than Tom Cruise I would be. I feel like I have heard okay. that. But and I think Brad Pitt was actually considered for the role of Stat. Yeah. But they ended up going with Tom Cruise. So I mean, I like which Brad I, Pitt a lot. Which I know Anne Rice. This is not the, one of his best roles. I know Anne. No, I know Anne Rice was very critical of the casting of Tom Cruise. She was very confused why they chose why they chose him. But I think she ended up she ended up loving the movie. So okay, I guess so she didn't have a problem with it by the end. She but, came around. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think with I'm glad they didn't do Brad Pitt for Lestat because I feel yeah. like I actually I like Brad Pitt a lot as an actor, but I feel mm-hmm. like there was a long period of his career where people were like, "Oh, you're you're like a pretty leading man, and that's all you do." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he didn't get interesting stuff. Whereas he's more interesting as like a weird like supporting character actor. Yeah, yeah he's kind of like a lot Inglorious Bastards or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I get, I get kind of similar to Matthew McConaughey's acting career. Matthew McConaughey? Yes. Where, you know, he, he started out as just the pretty boy in rom-coms. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then he started to get the more serious, like, True Detective and Dallas Buyers Club. And it's like, oh, wait, this guy's actually a really good actor. He can actually yeah. do some stuff. When was the Brad Pitt assance? Like, when did we realize Brad Pitt was great? Oh. Mm-hmm. Other than just being the most attractive human being on Earth. I mean, I objectively. think I think Fight Club might have been part yeah. of that. I think that might have been, like, one of those points where I can see that. Really that is kind yeah. of weird for him, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean it was, it was still a role where he was meant to be really attractive. But well, yes, he and it was he, more. It, it was there was more to, for him to do than just being the pretty boy, right? You yeah, know? yeah. So there was a substance to that character beyond abs. Yeah, although the abs were nice too. <laughs> there was a lot of focus <laughs> on his abs, but anyways. Gonna Google Brad Pitt's abs over here. You guys just keep going without me for All a right. few hours. I will look over your shoulder. Yeah, but I. It's been so long since I've read the book. I can't remember like if that was similar to how they tried to take Atlastat in the book or not, with all the poisoning of the kids and yeah. the slitting of the throat. It's fucking brutal. <laughs> it's actually been one like since watching this, I've been wanting to go and read the book. I'm probably gonna do that. It's pretty. It's pretty solid. I mean, I, I've, I've heard. I've definitely heard a lot of things about how the longer the series go, the more weird it gets, and Anne Rice is like, mm-hmm. you know. A little weird, but you know, sure. I, I've read the first three and they were really good, so yeah. I don't know if anybody else had this feeling, but um, during this part, after they burned down the plantation, um, I felt like oh, that's going wait, that's going a little, a little I, I, is it? It well, that's no, it's going back farther than where we were, yeah, 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 no, yeah. I just mean after they burned down the plantation. Um, I feel like this section of the movie where they're like still in New Orleans and they're all three hanging out together, that feels mm-hmm. cool. I feel like they should have oh. done that for a few thousand years. Yeah. It seemed like <laughs> it was awesome. I don't know why they hated Lestat so much. Well, okay, it listen. It seems like a great vampire I guess, listen, life. sometimes relationships just don't click and I mean, you can't just make them click by having a child. I mean, it, <laughs> it's true. I love that that's exactly <laughs> what happens. So we don't love each other anymore, Lestat. I got us a child. <laughs> Surely that will make me happy. I mean, it wasn't a thousand years, but I, I guess it, I think feel like it's kind of implied that a decent amount of time, amount of passes, time passes, yeah, with them. And I know that's a, a hefty chunk of the book is them together, and they they go a little more into how manipulative and abusive Lestat is, which is why they hate him. They don't mm-hmm. really they kind of rush that a little bit, you know. The difference between mediums again, you know, mm-hmm. it's harder to show all the everything in movies, so they kind of rush it a little bit, so you don't really get the impression that Lestat's really that bad. I didn't, you know. He's yeah. kind of a dick sometimes. I like he was fun. Not I mean, worthy enough I mean, to murder. Be... He, he was pretty clearly doing some shitty things to yeah. Louis and to people in general. The the woman that got shoved into the table coffin yeah. and that whole just that whole sequence was Yeah, I mean he he enjoyed rough. he enjoyed uh playing with his food, I guess. Yeah. I mean I, I definitely got the opinion that he was not the nicest guy that he he took his powers and he ran with them, and it yeah. was in yeah. not a nice way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, hell yeah. Just, you know, you're a vampire. Just fucking go with it, it bro. Feel like, what am I going to do? Not be a vampire? To keep her basically as a doll and almost treat her, treats her like a pet and dresses her up. And well, and specifically to keep Louis. Yeah, it was very yeah. much to keep Louis with yeah. him because he doesn't so, want to. Because, you know, he's. You know, Lestat's, you know, he's vulnerable. He, he doesn't like being alone. He's lonely all the time. That's why he turned. 
Louis in the first place right. is he wanted a companion. And then he's like, oh, no, Louis's going to leave me. I'll, I'll take this child that he was eating and I'll make her one of us and it'll yeah. stay with me forever. It. I'm a 100% pro-less <laughs> dad in this movie. <laughs> I love when he's, like, playing the piano and... You know, Claudia's like, I hate you. And he's like, I detest you. Like, it's just oh, extreme Lestat mood right there. Oh, I love him. He's great. Oh, and then he comes back. It's all the zombie thing. He's like, isn't it playing the playing piano the all piano. creepy? Oh, oh there's scene. life in these old hands yet. That actually was like a really creepy scene. It I love that scene. Really good. Claudia, I could watch that scene all day. been a very, very naughty girl. I oh, love shit. That part. Oh, my <laughs> Did it seem like a lot of time had passed since he was dumped in the swamp, too? I think it's supposed I think to it's feel n- like that, yeah. I, I want to say, though, it's it's not... It feels like it, in the recap or whatever, it's not super long. Okay. Like, it's it not like... like it took him a long time to recover that amount. Yeah. And then as I we mean, see, it takes him even longer to recover after being set on fire. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I think it's might be a matter of like weeks or something yeah. it's not like you know mm-hmm. years later he yeah. shows up or anything like that long enough yeah. that they were comfortable to think that he was gone yeah because i yeah. think i think the whole point was like they were going to kill Lestat and then they were going to go and travel to europe and try to find other vampires and so and... they hadn't left yet for their traveling to europe they were still preparing and everything they were about to leave when he showed up so it couldn't have been that long yeah but i mean part of that part of that sequence though it started talking about claudia's kind of fascination with uh, with our kind and mm-hmm. trying to find more of them so obviously there was enough time for her to get into some new interests and mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. some new focuses like killing yeah 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 uh, also i want to point out that this is the um seconds in what will become a long line of um events where louis just gets tired of his current life and literally burns it down in a way that is his only answer to everything is to set it all on fire I don't and like run this. away burn it down i guess exactly. I set it all on fire and then just you know tell yeah, you tell is, your slaves you're free yeah, or this whatever is the second time because yeah because he burned down the plantation yep. and then they burned down yeah. their apartment yeah. Yeah. which which i'm sure went really well for all those slaves yeah. who could then just go and tell the neighboring plantation owner said, like, yeah, we're free. Oh, yeah, he freed me. It's like, yeah. mm, but you're not. And, yeah. and I mean, the house is burned down. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Maybe be like, you're free, and I'm going to walk you to New York or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now, going back to that scene, that, that scene that you said was really creepy, I I do want to point, I do want to, like, mention, you know, that's probably the best acting in the movie from Tom Cruise right there, yeah. in my opinion, is that scene. Because he, I don't know, maybe it's just because you don't really see Tom Cruise in that kind of role very often. No. Like the fact that he can that. play that kind of creepy evil character that well, I'm like, give me, I want more of that. And you never, yeah. they never, he, they don't give it to you. Yeah. I'll give it to you until collateral. That's the only other movie. <sighs> yeah. So sad. Movie. You don't have to be the good looking leading guy. Every time Tom Cruise be the villain. Well, he's going to be the he's villain in the last mission impossible movie. <laughs> mission he's impossible. Mission the, impossible 20. He's going to be the, the villain. director of IMF <laughs> and therefore the default villain. of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great. Yeah. There's like probably like what a 50, 50 shot that the IMF director in any mission impossible film is going to be the big bad at the end. Isn't it like literally every time except Kittredge? I mean, they either die or they're the bad guy. I guess Anthony Hopkins didn't die. No. Okay. And he wasn't right. the bad guy either. Most of the time, they're the bad guy, or they get killed. Yeah. It was. It was. What's this? It was. It was Billy Crudup's character in three, and then mm-hmm. it the was director got killed in Ghost Protocol. Yeah. The the last one, Alec Baldwin got killed. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I don't know. There's been a bunch yeah. of them. Spoilers, by it's the way. It's a preview of, spoiler, our, spoiler, of our spoiler. next episode <laughs> where we will discuss Mission Impossible. And you thought Kittredge was the bad guy in the first one. Yeah. Oh, Anthony Hopkins wasn't a bad guy, but wasn't it like a former IMF agent? Anthony Hopkins yeah. and is then, always like, you know, the other bad times guy. He's fighting the syndicate, and they're all essentially former IMF yeah, it's, agents. It's always... The CIA guy is the bad guy. Yeah, it's, it's always... Yeah. Employees of IMF are the bad guys. Yeah. Pretty much. The whole reason that IMF much. exists is to hunt down turned IMF agents like, and stop them from destroying I feel like, the world. I feel like the first one and Ghost Protocol are like, aren't those the only two that is not a fucking turned IMF agent or some sort of other sec- secret agent that went bad or something like that? Wait, did you say the first two in Ghost Protocol? The first one in Ghost Protocol. Uh, two, two is no. The, the first one is the. He's the director, isn't he? Oh, John no, no, Boyd no, right, is right. I forgot. Guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a turned IMF agent. So, so just Ghost Protocol. Literally Ghost Protocol. Yeah. And in one. that one, he gets killed. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yay, action movies. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, yeah, sorry. We keep cutting Aaron off. It looks like she has a lot of opinions about the Mission Impossible movies. Like really passionate, long winded opinions about oh, Mission yeah. Impossible action movies. Uh, could you just tell us all of those opinions right now? He jumps out of planes a lot. Once. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot. Once. Yeah. You know. uh, well, anyways, after traveling around Europe and the Mediterranean but finding no other vampires, Louis and Claudia settle harmoniously in Paris. Louis encounters vampires Santiago and Armand by chance. Armand invites Louis and Claudia to his coven, the. Uh, I'm just going to say Theater of Vampires because I can't speak French, uh, where the vampires stage theatrical horror shows for humans. On their way out of the theater, Santiago reads Louis' mind and suspects that Louis and Claudia murdered Lestat. Armand wor- warns Louis to send Claudia away for her own safety, and Louis is intrigued to stay with Armand and learn more about the meaning of becoming a vampire, or being a vampire. Uh, Claudia demands that Louis turn a human woman, Madeline, to be her new protector and companion, and he reluctantly complies. The Parisian vampires abduct all three and punish them for Lestat's murder, imprisoning Louis in a metal coffin and trapping Claudia and Madeline in a well where sunlight burns them to ash. Armand does nothing to prevent this, but the next day he frees Louis. Seeking revenge, Louis returns to the theater at dawn and sets it on fire, killing all the vampires, including Santiago. Armand arrives in time to help Louis escape the sunrise and once again offers him a place by his side. Louis, however, refuses Armand and leaves for good, knowing Armand could have saved Claudia. Oh, Armand, you're so intriguing. Yeah. All right, so um, fun fact, I'm going to tell a related story. Uh, the first time I saw this movie huh? uh, was after I was leaving some club with a guy that I knew in college. And I was like, hey, I don't have any friends in college. Can I come hang out with you and your friends? <laughs> and we watched this movie. And this is the only scene that I remember from this movie is them getting horribly murdered in the sunlight room. Oh. That's so I remember this being time you saw this a movie? really scary movie. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Freshman year in college. Yeah. Mm. But the rest yeah. of it, very forgettable, apparently. Huh. <laughs> Santiago's great, though. I mean, great in a horrible, villainous kind of way. But you I want to go to the San- Santiago Dance School of Dance. Where yes, he gets of to course. Do his weird ballet moves and mimes and dance Along on the ceiling. ceiling. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, where he starts walking on the ceiling and his Can clothes somehow somehow don't. <laughs> yeah. hit, like the Vampire Chronicles of Santiago and it's just doesn't him. exist. Yeah, <laughs> Mamma Mia, but with vampires. <laughs> oh, I would watch it. That's, I would watch the that's hell the one. Out of that. I like that scene a lot because I think Santiago's a fun character, but. That's, that bothers me that the gravity doesn't affect his clothes. He's a vampire. It's okay. Sure. He's a vampire. Normal laws don't apply to them. Well, it's also, like, the vampires are all wearing the exact same clothing. 
Yeah. Or well, at, at least Brad Pitt and then at least Louis Santiago and Armand. Same outfit. Well, yeah. It's you got to show that you're duh. a vampire, but sure. at the same time, not. Like, you can yeah. very easily pinpoint the vampires in the crowd because they're all <laughs> wearing <laughs> the same Yeah, but you don't know that if you don't already know the, the vampires. So exactly. there you oh, go. That reminds me of a scene in the Queen of the Damned movie where... They're at a concert and a bunch of vampires are showing up to kill a stat. And then, like, everyone's fucking dancing and there's just, like, ten people who are just like... It's like, okay, it's fucking obvious. <laughs> just standing there blankly staring at it. Yeah, with, like, glowing I eyes. I think it's those guys. <laughs> I'm going to keep my eye on those guys. Yeah. Is, I assume Tom Cruise is not in Queen of the Damned? No. 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 Okay. It's it, another guy. Yeah. That movie's not very good. I used it's to think not, it was a sequel to I Underworld. Fun fact. Uh, mm. It's got a similar aesthetic to Underworld, which yes. is not a good that's not yeah, a compliment not no it's not a compliment. the aesthetic of this movie was a lot it's a i liked it, was, it better. i like this one it's very appealing yeah queen of damn is a horrible movie but oh, i love yeah. watching it it's it's, <laughs> it's a b movie for sure it's, yeah. it's entertaining but so not a cinematic masterpiece no no, no I, definitely a cinematic masterpiece don't listen to mason when he I, says anything i've never anymore <laughs> oh. oh it's the one effect this podcast has had on me <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's like how I can't I can't trust uh, you or your brother at trivia when you give answers. Yeah, it's true. The answer is wild hogs. <laughs> oh, anyway, it's a great joke for all of our listeners uh, <laughs> who know our a great lives. Great all joke. one yeah. or two of our listeners might get that. Yeah, unless any of us ever listen to this episode twice, in which case we are the only listeners. Yeah. Oh. Well, anyways, about movie. So, uh, anyway, Madeline, Madeline, her life sucked. Uh, she turned yes. into a vampire, <laughs> yeah. and before she got to like be a vampire, they blew her up. Yeah, she well, she got she there right and then the was wrong dragged moment. right into the sun. I mean, like, yeah. mm, I mean, even even the little bit of backstory you get, she had a kid who died, and it looked a lot like Claudia. And he's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. my daughter, but not really. Make me a vampire, and then dead." Yeah. Yep. yeah so. Prepare to suffer at the agony of turning. Yeah, and, and then, then yeah, she, immediately suffer the agony of death. Yes, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, she. Yeah, it's literally seconds after she had finished turning, they uh-huh. grabbed her and threw her in. That's great. Yeah, Good for her. It's not her fault. They probably shouldn't have done anything to her. Yeah, no, you know. but they also probably had also, no idea also, about her. Also, uh, could I mean you know I think uh, I think uh, what's it Madeline. Is yes. her name? I think uh, she was probably doomed there, but why couldn't, like, if sunlight's the problem, why couldn't Claudia, say, hide under the dress of this woman who's going to die? I don't know. You're going to hide don't... under it for, like, 12 hours. Also, yeah, but, like, you just keep covering yourself every day until I also what? don't know Sun how, there, I mean, there's, there's differences in vampire lore. I'm not entirely sure how hiding under clothes works with sun, and a lot of vampire stuff that doesn't work. It has I mean, to be, like, yeah. in walls and... Yeah. Has to sure, be something... Like, like, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, what's the rule with that? Why, why does it have yeah. to be, like, a certain thickness yeah, between I, you and I, the sun? I, yeah. It, yeah, it's like fabric doesn't really work. It's just got to be, like, something, like, solid and... Yeah, otherwise like they could just I mean, dress even... up like mummies and go out in the sun <laughs> anytime they wanted <laughs> right. to. Well, maybe they can. Maybe they just haven't tried. <laughs> they just gotta wear like ski masks I mean, and sunglasses and gloves it's a mistake you only make once I guess yeah, yeah. well I mean you, you like you like oh, step out there and if it starts Fred's to burn dead, you it back didn't work. cause they don't die immediately it looked like a kind of a slow and horrible burning process in the sun yeah it was not great uh, also I like that it talks about Armand reading his mind here because Santiago 
Oh, Santiago. Oh, okay. Um, you just kind of got to get a little like smolder from him as he's doing it. The yeah. first time we hear about the mind reading is when he's just hanging out with Tom Cruise early on. And Tom Cruise is like, read, read his her. mind. <laughs> or read his thoughts. Read her thoughts. <laughs> I can't. Oh, it's oh, different for oh, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and I just sort of assumed that he was messing with him, you know. Now. Until later on when we found out other vampires could actually read minds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's a thing. I would totally do that yeah. though. You just turn back. Haven't you read like, Twilight? Just fly off God. that building. Just fly. Just jump and you'll fly. Yeah. It's okay. Andrew, <laughs> oh, you can't do that. Oh, no. Andrew, haven't you read Twilight? Of course they can read minds. I have read all four Twilight books and watched all of the movies. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> I hate it. But you still yep. stuck it out. Could the you whole read time. thoughts? Edwards. Some of them. They had like special powers, in, right? In yeah, wasn't Twilight, wasn't the it was thing. kind of like they all got different was, powers yeah. wasn't the yeah. thing that he liked about bella that he couldn't read her Some thoughts or something yeah the, the, oh god yeah well, the, i just gave it away well, I bella read that you're book not too. like other girls <laughs> i think i think the explanation they gave was that <laughs> you like rock and roll <laughs> you, you bring you bring like the your biggest attributes <laughs> you yeah. instead of skirts you've got yeah. paint on your overalls because oh that's god. why because <laughs> i forget what, what was, they're all gonna turn what them was, down we'll have our conversation she's wearing a glasses oh, no. she has a ponytail sorry Oh wow, that was. <laughs> this is gonna be so hard for you to edit. No, it'll be fine. It's gonna sound really weird. <laughs> Anyways, what I was saying. Stop abusing your power. Was that? Sorry, I'll have your the, conversation. The whole now. thing. The whole thing in Twilight was that you brought over the biggest aspect of like your humanity into your vampire thing. So they were saying like Edward could already kind of figure out what people were thinking anyway. So it was amped up and stuff like that. Spoiler you turned. You turned Aaron things. off. Oh, what? My bad, motherfucker. <laughs> Wow, wow, literally shushing the only woman to ever be on this podcast. (laughs) And the only one who will ever be on this podcast. (laughs) Anyways, continue with what you're saying. Uh, Spoiler alert for those of you who have never seen Twilight. And if you haven't, I don't. Don't ever watch it. Don't. Run for your life. Anyways. Watch it if you like it. What the hell was Bella's thing? Hold on tight, Spider Monkey. What was it? She had her little shield thing. Shield thing? Well, because the re- the right. reason why Edward couldn't read her mind is like she, she had like a mint, she had like a block but around her like mind. Blocked. That's right. Okay. I thought that was the baby. No, she, the she's baby like, has some oh, weird combination baby. of their two. Yeah, she's the like Fry weird. in Futurama, like, where, where like he only, he doesn't have. Yeah, I'm really loud. Um, where he where he doesn't have that <laughs> certain so kind of brainwave. It'll be fine. And that's why the brains couldn't read his mind. Yeah, yeah. it's just like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, anyway, so let's take a second so here. Back to the good vampire Yeah, let's movie. go yes. back to the stuff that we really need to talk about. Uh, which vampires in Twilight are the best vampires? Oh my god. Which ones do we like <laughs> the best? Actually, because so. Carlisle's like pretty close to the top, right? Yeah, oh my I mean, god. He's great. He's we excellent. love Carlisle. I don't remember most of the Big names. Carlisle fan. Are we Re- team Jacob really or though, team Edward here? Oh, I'm team. Uh, I'm team that truck neither? that, that <laughs> I'm team not. I'm team not rapist wow you guys are all so cool. oh yeah team edward yeah see i was on jacob's <laughs> side for most of the time but jacob was that, jacob was a little rapey yeah, yeah, he, he was a little rapey, he, was he, little rapey. Little rapey. he got weird and then he had like he like imprinted on her daughter which yeah, was which not cool i definitely i think so i was team wrong things about that i was team mikey wasn't team, mikey like the human that she sort mike. of liked yeah team mike <gasps> yeah, i was team mike, team mike. but mike was a douchebag <laughs> He wasn't a douchebag. He wasn't rapey. Wasn't he just a... Uh, I was, was just kind of like a loser, right? I was team Alice. I thought Alice and Bella would have made a cute couple. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like that one. 
What was their stu- <laughs> what was their stupid name for their daughter again? Renesmee. Oh, that lots of humans yeah. are oh named now. Renesmee. Because it was a combination of Renee May and, and Esme. Esme. And then the middle name was a combination of Carlisle and Charlie, and it was Carly. And I'm like, that what should be it? the first name. Carly. Yeah. I don't Carly remember Renesme. that at all. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I read all four of those Carly. and then blocked them from my memory. I'll take Charlie was cool. Charlie was cool. Also the best actor in the movies. Billy Burke was by far the best actor in those movies. Sure. Why not? I don't really remember <laughs> I, them that I, much. He was yeah. the only person who was actually like giving any effort. Everyone else was like... Hey, Robert Pattinson knows how to look gloomy and can just walk around sad. Robert, Pat- Robert Pattinson and, and Kristen Stewart better. are okay. great actors outside of the good. Twilight series. They've yeah, had really Twilight, great movies. They really have done really good, it's the know? Star Wars prequel problem. Taylor Lautner, on the, the other the, hand, the bad is material. not a good actor ever. Who? Taylor Lautner. No, he's horrible. Yeah. Everything he's he was. Horrible. Anyways, we're talking about Interview with the Vampire. Yes, so actually, uh, yeah, back to the powers in Interview with the Vampire. Can we just talk about how Louis' power sucked? Because it really was just that he has a... He like cares. Generic vampire <laughs> stuff, right? Yeah. I don't know the character well, was even his vampire. I feel power. like I feel like in the Vampire Chronicles lore, like those extra don't abilities aren't really like Yeah, it's just it's like it's like that that mind reading stuff kind of develops more as time goes on and stuff okay. like that. Like nobody really had special abilities okay. that were separate from except for like, you know Except for Louis because he except has for a like special Akasha, the Queen Karen. of the Damned. But that could also have just been because she's fucking old. Well, I yeah, thought I yeah. read that they all kind of have all those different, the different abilities that, like, you see in, like, Twilight or True Blood, where, like, one vampire has this skill over this vampire who has this skill. I thought they all have the same ones. It's just that they kind of differ in the strength or how quickly they get them. Because that's, like, Lestat telling him, we'll read the mind. He's like, well, I can't. Well, Lestat can read the mind. And oh, yeah. So maybe it just takes him some time. It, yeah. It won't be a yeah, develop a different yeah, that's what time. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I feel like there's more, like, it's more, like, experience. Like, yeah. you know, everybody mm-hmm. has the same abilities. It's just, you. it's hard for a newborn vampire to read someone's mind. You know, Lestat had already been alive for 100 years at that point. So right. he's old as fuck. So uh, how many of them do you think can um, just, like, walk straight up a building like that guy <laughs> from Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire? Well, clearly Most Santiago can. Santiago, yeah, Santiago can. Santiago went to the same I would, power, I, will. I would imagine if Santiago can, then Armand can. Probably. God, Armand. Such so a, good looking. But such <laughs> a bad character. Yeah, but he almost kissed Brad Pitt, which was really nice. Oh, yeah, they got real close. Real close. Really a lot of close. That's why you're asking, like, where's the romance in this? But they're, like, right up next to each other. There's, like, three times that he leans in, you think they're about to kiss. So, so because much I subtext. watched this, like, a week ago. It's not ago, gay, it's European. <laughs> remind me, because a lot's happened in this past week with me. Uh-huh. Um Armand and him, what is it that they exactly talk about? I know they talk about how they both, he knew uh, Lestat and all this stuff. But where does this whole, well, like... Armand is... Armand says that... hating them. Yeah, well, Ar- the, the, whole, the whole thing with Louis and Armand, that, that connection is that Louis wants to know the history, history of vampires. Right. And Armand, according to Armand, he's like, as far as I know, I'm the oldest, oldest vampire there is. So, okay. you know, I can help you out. But then Santiago reads Louis's mind, and they're like, oh, they killed the stat. And that's a rule you can't break. You can't kill your, your creator. That's right. So okay. that's why they got all pissy about it. Right. Here's another thought. Because uh, maybe you don't want to kill other vampires because there's not that many of you, right? But why are these vampires not making way more vampires? You can make a vampire every night. 
just do it. It'll be great. It might have be a whole town of vampires. You have a whole country of vampires. It, it might kind of suck, and also it, it, seems like it's, it seems like it's rough on the yeah. creator because he like yeah. after Louis changed Madeline, you know, he's outside like all horse and, and he's like and then he's yeah. he's he goes into his old emo thing about yeah. oh what died in that room was the last part of me that was human okay blah, 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 blah. Louis. Yeah. whatever well cut it, my wrist and black my <laughs> <laughs> it also seemed like there there was like every time that they made a new one there's a decent chance that the uh that the old vampire might actually uh die mm. considering th- they the vampire being created tended to get really into feeding, feeding. on on them yeah and yeah. if I I can't remember if if it's that this way in the vampire Chronicles. I'm assuming it's a kind of a trope. It's like newborn vampires are stronger than mm-hmm. than like a mature vampire just because mm-hmm. yeah. they're they still got they're, they still got that um their human blood in them or whatever, right. and it gives them strength and stuff like that. So that's probably what it is. Like you know, they're feeding on them and they're holding them, and yeah, you can't get away. You, so yeah, you could drain your master that way. Sure. So. Yeah, drain your master. Drain him dry. God damn it, Andrew. (laughs) Suck him dry. Sorry, I'm looking at Brad Pitt's abs over here. (laughs) It's getting me going. (laughs) Brad Pitt, turn me. I forgot, though. They don't have any rules about turning kids, right? Because I know I think they did. That was one of the things they were mad about, is you're not supposed to make a vampire That's what I thought it was at first, was the whole reason, because it had been a while since I had last seen this. They... Well, Santiago did make some comment about, like, you know, it's, you know, you're not supposed to turn turn someone that young. Which, you know, like I said in the book, she was five. So that's even weirder. Yeah. You know, like, oh, weird. I think your excuse for Armand and all of his friends, I mean, obviously, they just wanted to kill them anyway. But you just be like, look, Lestat didn't tell me any of those rules. He didn't tell me not to kill vampires. He didn't tell me not to turn little people. He turned her, not at me. Yeah. He didn't tell me not to kill him. Right. How are they supposed to know well, I think that's magical I, rules are? I think that's why they landed on, you killed Lestat. That's why we're going to kill you, because they knew they could figure out that Lestat was the one. Who changed Claudia? But it, right. but but in that sense, didn't they execute him for turning Claudia? You could make that argument, you know. Yeah, it's okay that it they is. killed Lestat. Claudia was like, "How dare you create me? I'll <laughs> kill you." <laughs> <laughs> it was like Golden Compass with Claudia instead. <laughs> All right. Well, as decades pass, Louis explores the world dejectedly alone and eventually returns to New Orleans. One night, he comes across Lestat living as a recluse in an abandoned mansion and surviving on rat blood like Louis did. Lestat asks Louis to rejoin him, but Louis rejects him and leaves. Louis concludes the interview, prompting Malloy to offer to be his new vampire companion. Louis is outraged that Malloy has not understood the tale of suffering he has related and scares him into abandoning his idea. After Louis vanishes, Malloy runs, runs to his car and takes off. On the Golden Gate Bridge, Lestat appears and attacks him, taking control of the car. Revived by Malloy's blood, Lestat offers him the choice that he never had, whether or not to become a vampire. And now you know my pain. Bro, that sounds awesome. Can I do that too? Nah, fuck! God damn it. Have you not been listening? Why does no one agree that my life sucks? Because being a vampire would be fucking awesome, Louis. I'm not Shit. like other vampires. <laughs> I'm sensitive. I listen to real music. <laughs> Listen to Simple Plan and Hawthorne Heights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, the uh, 2007 version of me feels really attacked by this. <laughs> uh, so a little fun thing that I think I read about somewhere is that I guess th- one of the implications that you get from this scene, um, I don't know if they had like specifically established that Lestat was like not really familiar with the modern world at all before this, in the movie at least, mm-hmm. but uh, as soon as he... Uh, uh, 
drained the reporter, he was able to easily drive the car and like work the radio and everything. Mm-hmm. So apparently they like get part of like your memories or your knowledge or something when they suck your blood. That was like a thing in the books, apparently. Mm-hmm. I don't. And this is the only indication as, we see it on the screen. I don't remember that as much, but I do know that um, one one reason Armand wanted to. Like, Louis wanted to be with Armand to learn the secrets, and what Armand got out of it was Louis was his connection to the modern world, because he was so old and so uh-huh. out of touch, because that, that he said that theater was so stagnant, they just stayed in their own ways right. and everything, mm-hmm. and that was his connection. So maybe not, maybe there is some of that memory-taking stuff, but at the same time, you still kind of have to immerse yourself in the culture to really become a part of it or whatever maybe that was yeah. the start special power yeah because then what what did louis say he's like you know I've, i'm i'm at odds with everything i'm not a connection to the world i'm emo with buck life is so hard you don't get it man <laughs> i'm immortal and i'm a vampire and have all these powers i hate my life spite all my rage i'm still just a vampire in a cage yes. look i'm just saying even here i mean sure his dad got murdered but it's just talking about how he's like sadly exploring the world and i understand if you live forever why it might start to suck after the first like couple thousand of years or something right but not mm-hmm. But for a while, aren't you just like, I guess I could just go explore the world. Like, yeah. doesn't that sound cool? You have, I could do a lot before I get You have nothing tiny down. You can just Wait, go I and mean, explore. Yeah, he's, yeah. You've got food just about everywhere. Uh-huh. I think he's going to watch a lot of movies. He even took my Wow, Aaron, those yeah. are people. <laughs> it's yeah, I think he, he's not even 200 years old in this. Yeah. Like, really? You're already sick of being immortal after 200 years? You got he was a long sick of being immortal time. after a fucking week. Well, he was sick of being immortal shortly after he was turned and yeah. was told he had to drain right. people's blood. He and he was like, what? Well, it's, like, it's like every step, like he like he gets over something that was a problem and then something else is a problem. It's yeah. like, oh, I don't want to kill humans. And he's like, well, okay, I'll kill humans. I'll be okay with that. It's like, oh, what's that? Well, uh, yeah, I need to hang out with other vampires. It's like, now I need to find other vampires. Oh, those vampires were dicks, and they killed Claudia. Like, just one thing after another. Yeah, just get so over So I'll burn it, this Louis. down Seriously. now. <laughs> yeah, let's set this on this fire. On fire. <laughs> that solves all our problems. He was fire. basically, he got sad really early on that he didn't see the color blue a lot. And then he just had to wait for <laughs> movies to exist, right? And he's like, oh, I can see Sunrise and then again. Oh, and then he went to go see Superman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be pretty cool if you'd been born in the 1800s. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he got bit on purpose. See, uh, live forever. See future cars. See future. Uh, see future pictures. Yeah, but then he gets to Man of Steel, and he's so like, "Oh, this key was a pill mistake." For you guys. <laughs> so, random question in the book is: While I am the lovely resident horror expert, I have never read this book. Do they ever explain why is it Malloy that's the guy that's doing the interview to Louis? Is that what his name is? Uh, Who's yeah, in the Christian Slater's Christian character. Slater. In well, in it's actually does it even, ever explain why he? It's actually even more vague in the book. Really? So what, what he I got about he doesn't it even all. have a name in the book. Yeah. He's also a lot younger. He's like seventeen, and he's just called the boy. Actually, oh, okay. actually, in the present day, in the interview process, they never give Louis a name either. It's only in the story that he's called Louis. In the interview, mm-hmm. they always That's just true. call him the vampire. The vampire. You know, the vampire stood at the window. I have a name. <laughs> does it Malloy. ever explain why he has a desire to interview or how he gets connected? Or is it just not, super vague and we just Maybe he just wants to interview? warn people. No, not really. In the, in the, I know in the movie they said he just, that's just kind of what he does. It's like he, he interviews interesting people, people and then I guess turns their stories into books or something like that. It's kind of what I'm getting out of it. I mean, he, in, the, in the novel, they actually did, the interview with the vampire book is an actual book in that world. Mm-hmm. So I guess he 
took that interview and turned it into a novel. It wasn't there. I know you mentioned, I don't know if this was on Microdon, but like Lestat was in a band and like there was like a, yeah. there was a growing awareness sort of of vampires a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That was to understand that, that was that a, they existed. That was the big plot point in Queen of the Damned because despite how shitty the movie was, they actually got a lot of the plot kind of right, right. a little bit um, where he's fed up with the secrecy of being a vampire so he becomes the lead singer of this rock band and he's very open about that he's like i think even the band's called the vampire lestat yeah and he's like i'm a fucking vampire and you know he never comes out during the day obviously because he actually is a fucking vampire and yeah i'm a fucking vampire i know that i know his bandmates know he's a vampire like he proves that like the first day like he does some vampire tricks yeah. and they're like fuck dude <laughs> but then they're like that's metal as fuck so let's just go with it but yeah, yeah, that's like the whole thing. He's at he's at odds with the entire vampire world because he like puts vampire secrets into the lyrics of his songs and stuff like that. And all of them are like, bro, I can't do that shit. Like, let's calm down. Yeah, we're going to kill you. That's sus. Yeah. And then he bangs the queen of the damned and, you know. Well, you know. Like you do. Yeah. That's what you do. And then he becomes like the most powerful vampire in the world. And then they start the band uh, Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, in uh, in the movie, the uh, songs that they used for the Vampire Lestat was just a lot of Deftones and the Disturbed. Uh, okay, <laughs> a lot of that style, like corn yeah. and Deftones. Let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah, new metal, basically. Yeah. <laughs> that, yep. Is there any Chop Suey in there? No. Because no. I damn it. Because I, I think it came around rub what like you know, like. Early two thousand, yeah. early two thousand, yeah, when like the new metal thing was really. Aaliyah was still alive. <laughs> oh, so. no. th- th- this is the last movie Aaliyah did yeah. before she died. So it was early two thousand. Our last. Yeah. I guess yeah. she wasn't really an actress; she was a singer. But did it? Yeah. Still. They did have down with the sickness. They did. Yeah, I knew it. That was like the intro song when they were doing their big concert. Was was it really? Yeah. Well, like they they, they just had dance. they just had it playing on the speakers before they <laughs> played them out. Wants to watch Queen <laughs> of the Damned. <laughs> not good. Don't watch it. All right, you got anything else? No. Well, okay. Well, I guess let's uh, talk about some fun facts and background info about Interview with the Vampire. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. I've been around for a long, long year. Once again, like I said, just get used to this for a while now. Uh, successful movie, sixty uh-huh. million dollar budget, two hundred twenty three point seven million box office. Uh, not super well received critically, sixty two percent, so barely fresh in Rotten Tomatoes, but eighty six percent publicly, um, which kind of makes sense. Sounds yeah. about right for, you know, a, for a horror, horror based horror movie. movie. Yeah, uh, I don't really, I didn't, I couldn't. Once again, if I can't find anything saying that tom cruise does stunts i just assume he didn't because he's pretty vocal about it so i don't think he did any of his own stunts yeah i don't i don't know if there was really maybe there was for like him to do for stunts. I mean, maybe like wire work maybe for like does a he couple not things do firework there was definitely some wire work on fire a fire no the um he the, won't do any of that stuff. that whole scene with them slicing his throat and him being on fire and all that that mm-hmm. was an animatronic okay that okay. wasn't actually him but no i don't think he's he ever lit himself on fire does, I don't does think he's, tom done that yet does tom know how to play piano was he playing the piano oh, that, that, that question. i don't know that actually that actually could have been him he's that seems like something he would because you know he learned how to be a pool master for right that yeah. could have actually been him playing piano so but i'll i'll look at that and in, in 
next episode if I'll, I'll find out or i'll have you post it on social media but i do okay. not have an answer to that right now but is brooding um, a stunt <laughs> well brad pitt did that <laughs> brad emotional did. states of being brad stunt. pitt did both that no um yeah uh, but what there about were the one time when he was like i despise you <laughs> there anyway, was there was running so. when when I, I don't remember him running he was chasing claudia around the room oh, and then there was also that. a lot of vampire running so well, okay, so yes, the the times where he was chasing Claudia around, though, like I seem to remember it essentially like he would see him in one spot, also, they would pan over, and he would already be in a different spot in the room. Also, when he was on fire, he was running around the room like, oh, I'm on fire! Okay, all right. Yeah, he was. There also was, I, I am going to count vampire running. Which is teleportation. Basically. Okay. It's just moving too fast for you to see. Uh, all right, well, Andrew, it's, I believe it's your turn now for your okay. terrible segments. Uh, yeah, so usually I would start this segment off with a um, misogynistic comment, but uh, <laughs> I'm becoming increasingly concerned that people will not realize that I'm not doing that sincerely, so I'm going to stop doing it. We also have a female um, co-hosts this time. So, so we're not misogyny. just three white guys in a room. Misogyny oh, might. That's true. Yeah. yeah, we have opinions now. We're going we're gonna to talk about the women uh, of the movie. Oh, and oh okay. Et cetera, because we love checklists. And movie analysis. <laughs> so let's do some checklist based movie analysis. Okay, so first we're going to do the Bechdel test. Were there two women in this movie? Yes. 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 Madeline and uh, Which, Claudia. I have percentages to give us, by the way. So that's 72% of the movies we've watched have passed that test. Oh, okay. And they were named, right? Yes. Madeline and Claudia. All right. Only 61% there. Uh, did they talk to each other? Yes. Yes. Did they, though? We had this question. We might need to rewatch the scene. We might. Were they just in the room talking about each other to Brad Pitt? I don't know that they I, actually ever. I said don't think they ever addressed each, each other. other specifically. Oh no! Wait, but the one, um, one of the but vampires they, that was killing them. Yeah, but don't talk they, to Claudia. Don't, uh, okay, no. Don't they talk to each other? Oh wait, Claudia screaming don't doesn't doesn't count as a conversation. In the little light thing. No, I don't she think so. She just kind of Claudia just kind of moans and wakes up. Now. Yeah, but the one that was murdering them was like, justice for Lestat or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but did so they respond or interact with her in any meaningful way? I mean, it doesn't have to be like a good conversation. Scre- just, you know, yeah, but if you're just screaming. Does, does the talking not have to be between between two named characters, though? Because uh, that, that vampire lady wasn't named. Does she not have a name? Okay. Mm-hmm. Not, they Fair never enough. said it. Never Man, I tried to interview with a vampire. I really did. <laughs> uh, okay, so no, they did not. Uh, 33% of best uh, that test so far. Oh, Jesus that's, Christ. Yeah, that, that number drops quick. Let's, Holy let's, shit. Yeah. Let's put an asterisk next to that because they could have said something to each other. I don't remember exactly the scene. We'll have to rewatch the scene. Once again, we'll post it on social media once we find out the answer to that. Tentative okay. no. Will we, will we remember to do that? Yes. Um, okay. Uh, was it not about a man? Well, we're saying they didn't talk to each other, so we're going to say that it was. It didn't pass that. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Spreadsheet. 22%. Okay. Uh, sexy Lamp. Was Claudia a sexy lamp? No. no. No, she affected the story. Oh, you don't know the Sexy Lamp test. Yeah, yeah we should wh- explain it what? to. to okay. uh, have you heard of the Bechdel test before? No. The one that we just did? No. Okay. So we start off with the Bechdel test, which is like this. You know, it's just like a measure of like women basically being poorly written in a lot of movies. Okay. And so it's like, do you have two women who talk to each other about something other than a man? Ah. And then the fact that okay. a lot of movies that you see fail that most basic test. It's yeah. a very low bar. Yeah, they, wow. they, they have to be two named, two female characters who actually have a name who talk to each other about anything 
other than a man. And it's, it's as mm-hmm. low of a bar because uh, Born on the Fourth of July passed because the mom and the little love interest said hello to each yeah, other. They just Basically, said the word yeah. hello. That was the wow. only thing they said, and it mm-hmm. wasn't about a man, so but they that, win. Interesting. <laughs> that horribly yeah. low bar apparently has only been passed by 22% of the movies we've watched 22%. so far. 22%. Yes. Wow. Um, now, have you seen A Christmas Story? A Christmas Story? Uh-huh. Yeah, I hate that movie. You remember the sexy lamp? <laughs> yes. Uh, so there's a sexy lamp test. Okay. And the question is, if you basically took the most you know prominent woman in the movie and replaced her with a sexy lamp, would the story still work? Wow. Um, and if not, then you're a hack and you're bad at writing. Yeah. Um, I, f- I personally feel like that's the most important test to pass to make sure your movie is still going to be good. Yeah, I think for like the individual quality of So in of other the words, movie, yeah. is, your woman, is your female character in there just to be a set piece? Yeah. yeah. Or just, just to be saved or just to be impressed yeah. or won Basically or something just, like that. She's just there to look at and isn't actually a character. Yeah. And there is, there's a bit of a caveat to this. Uh, you can potentially add a post-it note with a little, like, little bit of information yeah, I believe. It. I believe like it, said, it doesn't count as impacting the plot if she's just there to say, "Oh, okay, now you now you do this." Yeah, yeah like I, most, I believe. Uh, I believe we said that um, Point Break failed this because uh, the woman in that was a sexy lamp with a post-it note with instructions on how to surf. Yes, because that's her <laughs> only contribution is she teaches the main character how to surf. Yeah, or like a lot of women in the older Bond movies would just show up in the middle for him to have sex with her and her be like, "Your next content is in Berlin, Mister Bond," and then she'd get killed or something. Yeah, so she would have. Attached because she gave him information. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, sexy lamp. Claudia, she a sexy lamp. If we replace no. her with a lamp, would the story make sense? No, no. no. Why not? I'm not necessarily disagreeing. I just want Be- to explain. because she she tried to kill Lestat. That's true. A sexy yeah. lamp can't kill she Lestat. Tried, yeah. She she was the she orchestrator was, of that. Yeah. She yeah. was the whole reason that that really in and the also plot point yeah. she happened. she's she's yeah. the whole the whole losing his humanity thing by turning a vampire was yep. an orchestrated by her as was well. Her. Yeah. Okay. They wouldn't she have been at he wouldn't have been at odds. They wouldn't have been at odds with the theater without the stuff that she had she done. Run on, so. Louis, yep. Louis was really just kind of at the whims of all the people around him. Yeah, Louis just a follower. He, yeah, he does not make any important decisions. <laughs> it's Louis a sexy lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Holy oh, shit, Brad Pitt. Can the main character be a sexy lamp? I mean, well, okay, so there's there's a distinction. I mean, he is like the main character, but there's like, yeah. um, I mean, there's a distinction the story, between being so. a hero, a main character, and a protagonist, right? Right. So yeah. he might be like a protagonist in the sense that he's the one that we're experiencing his point of view right but he's not and i mean but he's not the most interesting not, character yeah he may not he's be the not. person that the stories revolve around he's the actually and claudia are kind of the main character he's actually probably yeah. the most like, boring character because yeah. he's kind of a one-trick pony he's like oh i hate everything i'll burn it down yeah, yeah i'll burn it down <laughs> <laughs> okay so that one did hey 50 percent sexy lamp is doing pretty well so far mm. um weirdly way... so 50 percent of movies failing that is pretty rough yeah. well yeah and weirdly way better than the bechdel test <laughs> Like you just put two two people in there, put two fully yeah. realized characters in there, let them talk to each but other. But like, like we like we pointed out though, you know, if it's a movie that's like really focusing on, you know, like Rain Man. I mean, I know that female character had problems, mm-hmm. um, but if they had a more fleshed out female character, it still wouldn't pass the Bechdel test. But really, that movie's about two brothers, so right. You know, there doesn't really necessarily <laughs> two brothers. Just yeah. two brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't necessarily fit for every movie. Yeah, right. but yeah, again, that was that more was, of a trend. See, that was my, that was my whole point when, with saying that. Like, I feel like the sexy lamp test. Like, if you're gonna pass one, just one, you, you gotta pass that one because because that's just a a problem with character writing at uh-huh. that yeah. point. Like, you just don't know how to how write to women and they're just there to look pretty like Bechdel test and the Makamori test are not necessary for the movie to be good. 
I guess, depending on how you, what type of movie you're trying to make, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, speaking of Michael Mori, that's one is named after the character from... Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. I almost said the Pacific. From Pacific Rim, who was just like, had her own character arc in it. It's, you know, does a woman have her own character arc that doesn't, isn't just supporting a man's mm-hmm. character arc? Oh, okay. Um, and I feel like this one passes. Yeah, I think Claudia kind of did her she, whole yeah. thing. She has her whole thing. Separate. Yeah, because she had her whole thing about, you know, I'm never going to grow old and right. all that stuff. And mm-hmm. then trying it to was, have a companion. Yeah, and it was her desire to go and find out, find more vampires and stuff like that. So I there feel like, go. if anything, Louis didn't have his own arc. I feel like Louis fails the Makamori test. He was just Because he just kind of goes along he with. He's, he's really he a does. flat character, yeah, honestly. There's not much that goes on with him. Which yeah. is. It's a, not necessarily a bad thing. Which. But, which actually is a very big criticism of the movie from people who've read the books, because Louis is still really whiny and depressing. But did in he, the he bo- moves but, it around? But or he's a fleshed-out character who's got some interesting aspects to his personality. Mm-hmm. He's not just this, oh, I hate everything character that fucking Brad Pitt is. And we'll get into the trivia, maybe why Brad Pitt chose to act like that. Yeah. But... Yeah, um, he kind of reminds me. I think I got this mixed up before the whole main character protagonist thing, but it's like in The Great Gatsby, the the, the narrator is a really fucking lame character, right? Yeah, and, uh, uh, I, th- I think we're saying that it passes, right? That what? it passes the Makamori, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, I'll stop in the middle of my sentence to fix the spreadsheet. <laughs> sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I, I just it sorry, just Mason my eye. caught me doing something wrong. I have yeah. to stop in the middle of my sentence to fix it. <laughs> Andrew, shush. Um, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so 17% have uh, passed that, yeah. uh, which is pretty bad. Um, but, you know, if it's, a, if it's a story that's focusing around a male character, you know. I think the problem is just that, that it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's weird as a trend. It, it is, and I, I, trend, I, do, I do think, I know it's not perfect still, but I do think the farther we get along in Tom Cruise's filmography, the better these tests are going to do. For the most part, probably. I, can, I mean, I can think of some newer movies he's done where it's still an issue, but yeah. there are some movies coming up that I think are definitely going to do a lot better with their female characters. I think this movie definitely benefits from the fact that you know it was written by a woman initially, the mm-hmm. source material. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that'll often help. Um, and then I also added one. Um, were there any unsung heroes in this movie? And what I mean by this category is just... Are you it, trying to call out Antonio Banderas for something? Uh, trying to call him <laughs> out? Well, maybe just for being extremely mm-hmm. good looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just someone unsung who hero right there. wouldn't think of as a hero of the story who you want to shout out for being a fucking hero. Um, mine would be Tom Cruise for making this that more likable than any of the good guys in this movie. Yeah. I think that's just... I mean, honestly... I can think of several scenes where he's not a likable character, but Tom Cruise is so goddamn charismatic that he just makes Lestat like the character you want to watch, even though he's kind of a, kind of an asshole the whole time. But mm-hmm. you know, the slaves trying to save all the people around from the vampires—that's true. They were pretty cool. The whole <laughs> they were scene like was a pretty top-notch scene. Yeah, yeah. they're like revolting and everything. That mm-hmm. was awesome. Yeah. Um, also, whoever like the cleaning crew is for the vampire theater, like whoever <laughs> cleans up and manages <laughs> the theater during the, the day. True unsung heroes. <laughs> they have to take care of that shit. They gotta uh-huh. clean up this mess that these vampires exactly. are doing. When what all the these fuck is going on in here? Yeah. Now I mean, you that's... say you say that, but the vampires in this movie were very, very clean. 
with their with their killing. Like I feel like there wasn't a lot of blood everywhere. Uh, they with, with the, like bones blood, or something there was at least, like, right? with thirty vampires with the exception, eating one woman at one point. With yeah. the exception I don't know of, how uh, clean that was gonna stay. With no, the they ex- clean the plate. The exception <laughs> being by that, that I mean one the stage. Um, that one chick who he bites bites her titty. There's that. And there's blood everywhere. Right. That's like yeah. the one time they really show a lot of blood. There's most of the time they just drain them. And then you still have like corpses. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be easy yeah. to get rid of that lady's corpse. I just think this one wasn't a heavy gore based film, but I'm no. pretty sure that there was some not like Lost stages that needed <laughs> to be sexy cleaned. Gore. Yeah, it's not like Lost Boys or, or from Dust Till Dawn where it's just... Sexy gore. Well, all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on that note... Uh, some trivia about this. Uh, all the actors playing vampires were required to hang upside down for up to 30 minutes at a time during the makeup application to force all the blood in their bodies to their heads, causing their blood vessels in their faces to bulge out. Um, and then the makeup artist would trace over the swollen veins, creating the translucent skin vampire look. However, unfortunately for the actors, they would have to repeat that process several times over as the blood would quickly drain from their heads. So that's why the that makeup process was so lengthy. Sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so here, here we're going to torture our actors. We're going to yeah. torture so Antonio Banderas so and Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. So the only reason they were doing this was so that they could see the blood vessels and, and trace, trace them. them. Uh-huh. They, I mean, do we not have like, I don't know, medical books and like other things that uh, it, some it makeup artists could have referenced no. to? It was a different time. Honestly, you know, I, I, I feel like the only... <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> the only... The only Two vampires in the entire thing that I saw that translucent effect on were Lestat and Louis. Yeah. Antonio oh. Banderas, they, they probably didn't even do Antonio it with him. because no, they just looked white. <laughs> yeah. Like, they just made him not as Hispanic looking. They just made him look <laughs> They just looked look white and then gave yeah. him darker well, Antonio Bar- said, Ooh, Antonio Banderas has yeah. a darker complexion and all they did was make him not Super as dark but he, him a bit. He, he wasn't a as powder. he wasn't yeah. as pasty but he wasn't as pasty white as like they made louis look no but i, yeah, I didn't even really notice it on claudia the really veiny i don't remember the look. veiny she's just they, they may not uh, have honest, wanted to honestly, hang as, kind of like a as pale as kirsten dunst is i wonder if they even put makeup on her yeah. <laughs> i would say her skin tone almost has like a gray tinge to it if mm-hmm. i remember correctly so i think there was probably a little bit but there was probably some rules against trying to turn her upside down and make her i mean she was down. 12 so yeah. probably child labor laws yeah. doesn't probably. you know i don't know um also tom cruise wanted a private set so tunnels were built to escort the actors to and from set and this was done so the vampire's makeup effects would remain a secret so more Could tom cruise specifically is the one that wanted that yes Okay. And Tom Cruise gets what he wants, especially at this point. <laughs> he's already a big actor at this point. He gets what he wants. Yeah, yeah, no, he's actually killing the people on, the, on this. <laughs> his method acting. Exactly. That's what would have happened if it had been, uh, I don't want to step on any of your trivia here, but if it had been Daniel Day-Lewis, <laughs> yeah. he would have been murdered. I actually didn't put that in, but yes, Daniel oh, okay. Day-Lewis was the original vampire Lestat. Yeah, people would have died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people would have been dead. Uh, this is uh, what I was saying about Brad Pitt, maybe why the reason his acting was kind of lackluster in this. Uh, in an interview with EW in September 2011, he revealed that he had a miserable experience making this film. Well, yeah, the hanging um, upside down bit couldn't have helped. Yeah, he, well, he's, he, he brings up the discomfort of the makeup, colored contacts, filming in dark areas. And he said at one point he called David Geffen and uh, the producer of the film and begged him for a way out. And then after learning it would cost him $40 million, he decided to just tough it out. So maybe that's why his acting was was a little lackluster. He was toughing it out. He was over it. But you know what? I mean, 
his maybe that was what the director was aiming for i was gonna say i mean louis supposed to be a long-suffering guy that we <laughs> yeah. hate to be around because he's so annoying right maybe his acting was actually great and he was just conveying the fact that we hate well, him this right? this is the, i mean this is the reason why people don't like this movie because of the way louis was portrayed because louis actually a nuanced character in the book and he's just a one note like everything sucks kind of thing yeah yeah um Kirsten Dunst's first on-screen kiss was this movie with Brad Pitt. Gross. Uh, mm. Even though it, there was an 18-year age difference between them. And mm. in, gross. In, in an interview, she revealed that it made her uncomfortable. Oh, no. Good. Why? She said that she thought it was gross and that he had cooties because she was 12. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Although. Yeah, that's, okay, look. Obvious. Okay, never mind. There was a parent that said, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. that would not have happened without parental mm-hmm. agreement. So yeah. Somebody exactly. said. So. Yeah, we had a little Brooke Shields mom situation going on not as bad not as bad but (laughs) yeah you know in the 90s it's like every 12 year old was like oh i want to kiss brad pitt but then if you're a 12 year old who's actually kissing brad pitt you got to be like am i a bad parent (laughs) 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 how did i let this happen i mean it it wasn't a 30 year old man if i remember it wasn't like a passionate kiss it was a peck on the lips it was like a father kissing his daughter on the lips like you know yeah yeah it's not incest it's european yeah (laughs) anyways uh this or pedophilia it's european i should say this was the highest grossing vampire movie for over a decade um but uh this says as of 2016 and i don't know if this has been I can't imagine a movie that would have taken this away. It's the highest grossing R-rated vampire film of all time. I, mean, I can't think of a vampire film, an R-rated vampire I'm, film in the last three years yeah, that would have done I'm better than this movie. Or if there see. have been any R-rated vampire movies in the last has three years. Been? Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. okay. Was, uh, was that it, wasn't even in the last three years. He, he, he's a vampire just sucking the... It, wasn't that 2012? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Was it dethroned by Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire? Yes. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. But you think maybe Twilight instead? Probably. It's probably, probably. Twilight. It's as, unfo- probably, as unfortunate as that is, it was Twilight. probably the Twilight movies. It was one of them. Jesus Christ, people mm-hmm. actually enjoyed those movies. I mean, I still maintain that they don't. They just really wanted it to be good, so they just said it was good. Nobody could like those movies, right? Maybe some people liked it. Let's I mean, see what. Angrily tweet us. Like. Uh, anyways, uh, here's another situation where Tom Cruise's. Um, uh, insecure about his height uh he was placed on an elevated platform during some scenes to reduce the height difference between his character and oh other vampires God. okay so looking at that i i honestly thought that he was about to say like he wore elevated shoes which i think would be a very lestat thing to do <laughs> but I mean, yeah. that's what he did in days of thunder yeah uh, Twilight has a 73% yeah. audience and score on Rotten Tomatoes. A what? A 73% it, because it's audience. a lot of like 13-year-old uh, girls and single moms and who have no 49% critic score. That's actually a higher so critic score than I expected. I'm a little the sad. Worst. Who were those critics? Is uh, it for the first one? Yes. Oh, okay. I'll figure out what the last one was. All right. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Ray, who played Santiago, studied French comedy and pantomime to prepare for his role as Santiago. And it shows. And the scene in which he dances up the tunnel wall and ceiling was uh, inspired by Fred Astaire's famous scene in Royal Wedding. That makes sense. So. That makes sense. Yeah, I buy it. 
It was, I it did, was one of the best moments I did really, in the movie. I did really movie. enjoy his miming of everything that Louis did. Even when they were fighting. Yeah. Yes. Like, Louis ran good. at him with the scythe and stopped, so he runs up with his hands up and stops. <laughs> it's just joking around the whole time. I like Can how we just some... get a Santiago movie? <laughs> Can I petition to have that? I yeah. want to see this guy run around. I like how um, Brad Pitt and some people in this were like, oh, no, I didn't even read the book for this. And then this guy's like, I studied <laughs> French comedy and pantomime and recreated <laughs> Fred Astaire's performance for my line that, for my role that has three lines. Yeah. Uh, Tom Cruise prepped for the role of Lestat by watching videos of lions attacking zebras in the <laughs> Excuse wild. Excuse me? What? what? He, pre- he prepped for the role of Lestat by watching lion. videos Lestat of lions attacking zebras. Well, he's a predator, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, Lestat's a predator, so he watched predators to get that kind of predatory. Hung out with Harvey His studying Weinstein came once. through anywhere. He, he was Lestat du, du Lion Court or whatever, right? <laughs> it was. True, he was. Well, I mean, maybe in like the feeding scenes, like when in the scenes where he actually attacks, maybe he kind of comes through a little bit. But you know, well, especially uh, when he's attacking it? them in the house, like he's does trying it, to be aggressive. I don't know. And I, it seems I mean, pretty sexy. Country. Do you think those lions are having sex with yes, with I mean, the deer, with yes. the zebras? Yeah, probably. I mean, are you trying to tell me that lions are pushing women into coffins and yeah. biting their nipples? Yep. Yeah, that's that's okay. the lion's okay. preferred part <laughs> of the zebra. Oh. The nipples. Um, the nipples. Coming <laughs> back at you with a Rotten Tomatoes report for Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2. 49% from critics, still 70% from audience. So it's it like was the remarkably same. steady throughout all of those movies. I mean, part 2 is better than Part 1, but. Yeah, I mean, we can but all none agree of them with are that. good. None of them are good. No, but you you can't tell me that Part 1 was better than Part 2 no, part Breaking one, Dawn. Part 1 we was saw probably all the those worst. fucking movies, didn't we? Did we see all of them? I, I saw I, the first and last. I eventually you didn't saw see the all of ones them. In the middle? I think okay. I saw the first three, and I can't imagine that I did that. I most definitely remember all, all of us going to the first one together and yeah. walking yes. out and well, going, "What the hell just happened?" I think yeah. we. I think we watched. I think we almost got kicked out because of Mason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Those movies are really bad. Everyone listening to this should already know that, but. Let's hope so. Don't, uh, but don't if you well, like we just them. alienated all of our Twilight. I don't. I don't. don't. You know there what? Goes all the you know what? Olds. I don't want them. <laughs> you know what? I do want them. <laughs> if you like Twilight, that's okay because different people like different things. Aesthetics. Some are people subjective. like Bloodsport, which is not a good movie. You've Some never people seen like it, Twilight, so you don't know that movie. it's not a good movie. Bloodsport is a horrible movie. I'm on yeah, board with Yeah, a pie. Have you ever seen Bloodsport? Did we force you to watch that? No, maybe there's. I've seen one scene. Okay, you were saying. Is, <laughs> maybe there's like. Is it the brick breaking scene? Is or it is, the, oh, is it the video game scene? Because that scene's perfect. No, or is it the scene with mean, young with with young Frank Dukes? What kind of a deal? No, I thought they were fighting in the one scene that I've seen. Oh, okay. You did, guys, did you see the really racist fighter, the monkey that fighter? I think was what it was. You guys showed me the racist fighter. That was pre- that was just, that. that's a, so, that's not a good so one. So it's a terrible movie. We'll I get hope, there. I hope our other that podcast. one day <laughs> you guys are forced to do a podcast with a bunch of high school girls that are like, "Let me make you watch a cinematic masterpiece," and then you watch Twilight, and then you come to it and you're like, "This is a bad movie. Why do you like this?" And they're all like, "It's entertaining. It's fun. <laughs> Stop being snobbish." <laughs> I hey, hope man. that happens to you one fucking day. I do, I do have fun with the first Twilight. Movie because it's fucking hilarious yeah. hold on there tight you spider go. monkey don't act tight spider monkey <laughs> that's my monkey man I like the piano scene where we're just dramatically spinning around Edward Cullen playing her song and there's mm-hmm. windows blowing curtains in the air and it's know. romantic Aaron I like the baseball scene mm-hmm. the baseball scene is actually oh, the best part of the entire movie yeah. so I mean, but then you have to hear that fucking line about the monkey man 
And it's like, oh, okay. I like that part where they're like, <laughs> Jacob, keep your shirt on. And he's like, no, no. <laughs> Good old Vine reference. <laughs> now we made that up on our own right Oh, now. did we? Yeah. Oh, okay. And comedic geniuses, that's us. Okay. Do y'all have anything else about this movie, though? Tom Cruise was good. The Tom stat Cruise was, was the stat seemed pretty very cool. Strong. Yeah, yeah this Kristen Dunn's cool. for the win. This yeah, is like a weirdly good Kristen movie. Dunst. I think this is like my first or second favorite that we've watched so far. I can't mm-hmm. decide yet. Great, great performance by Kristen Dunst. It's no Top Gun. Even twelve year old. Top Gun's like yeah. number five for me Jeez. right now. <laughs> we, it's not that Mason, good, Aaron. Mason and I are discussing the wonderful acting of twelve year old Kristen Dunst over here. Okay. I mean, she was really good in this. Mm-hmm. She's really good. I was listening to a different podcast where they talked about a Kristen Nuts movie, and they're talking about how great she was, and nobody appreciates her anymore. She is a great. good actress. She is in a show right now called uh, in sh- on Showtime called on Becoming a God in Central Florida, and she is fucking fantastic. So if you there have any downs with Kristen Dunn's, she it's just, is she does, amazing. It's just, she it's does just, movies like the Spider-Man movies, and it's like. Yeah, which were also perfect. Hey, no, 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 sweetie, no. Hey, not everybody can kiss somebody upside down in the rain. Okay, and she did it wonderfully. Can't everybody kiss the, somebody upside down in the rain? No one has ever offered to kiss. That me was upside the best down scene the rain, in that so. movie for well, reasons. What would be difficult about that? Finding, just, oh, someone, finding someone, finding someone, like, someone to wear okay. a bra. But but it's not so different from just finding that person deserves an Oscar. That person. This is a great podcast. This podcast is riddled with us <laughs> just breaking into conversations. competing conversations. <laughs> the listeners are going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Well, Making out in the rain. Anyways. Upside down. I'm going to do the outro now because clearly we're done talking about this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, that's our episode. I'm Donovan Bruce. Uh, join us next time when we watch Mission Impossible. Um, and check out our letterbox for... Our movie rankings and all that jazz. And go rate us on iTunes, please. Uh, give us oh, some five-star reviews. You, you wrote over mm-hmm. your outro. I with did. Trivia, so you don't know what to say. I, tr- I was trying to vamp. It didn't work. Uh, <laughs> not only on here today. Rate them all negative stars. Tell them they're horrible. Why they're are you doing this? Okay. Hang on. Don't okay. listen You're to off us. The, you're fired. You are no longer our resident horror expert. <laughs> you, know what? you know what? As long as Aaron is starting a revolution, I'm bringing it back. Social media is toxic. Don't follow oh us God. on no. Facebook or Twitter. <laughs> Delete all of your social media. You'll be way happier. Just try it for like a month it's great um uh for this and other podcasts that we do uh go to gcatsmedia.com one more time that's g is in gravy catsmedia.com gcatsmedia.com a website that's real and that i don't hate <laughs> secretly after all this time that i didn't mention it and i'm mason kuzmich if you do feel like ignoring andrew's advice you can find us on facebook and you can follow us on twitter at cruising it pod and you've been listening to cruising it Don't, don't say penis in this house. Penis, penis, bigger, big penis. I don't think she really had an arc, though, right? She was really a main character. I mean, what the hell are you guys talking about? Uh, have you never seen Born on the Fourth of July? No, I haven't seen most well, of Tom Cruise's movies. Well, and hey, we, we know we know you don't listen, so thanks. Yeah, I wow. listen to the ones that I know. Jeez. <laughs> How dare you?